Matthew 5, verses 13 to 16. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. It is a mission impossible without God. If you choose to act on this message, you will leave and change the world. Stay tuned for further instructions. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Christ Fellowship. Good morning, YouTube, Facebook, whoever else is listening or watching live. This is Christ Fellowship, and you all are welcome to hear the gospel. So, salt and light, the mission impossible without God. I'm dressed like this because we want to get comfortable today. I'm comfortable today. I'm usually wearing a suit. So I want to be comfortable today with being salt and light. And the way we can do that is by understanding what that means. We're going to take the science of salt and determine how it applies to us spiritually. We're going to combine salt and light and show how it can change our atmosphere and the world around us. But first, as I always like to do, I make a declaration to put the enemy on notice that we are here, we are alive, we're ready, and we're coming to him. Really? I'm alive. You alive? All right. That's better. So we're going to make this declaration. I'm going to pray and seal it. And then we're going to start talking about how we can be salt and light. So we're going to say it together here. All right. So we're going to say it together. You can repeat after me. We are the salt of the earth. We were the salt of the earth when we came. And we'll have more flavor, because we are in Elizabeth. You got to say it right, more flavor. When we leave. We are the light of the world. We were the light of the world when we came. And we will shine brighter and change our world when we leave. This is our declaration. Amen. I'm going to open up in prayer, seal this so we can start. 
Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that the atmosphere is changing just by this proclamation and this declaration. We thank you for the excitement, the, the waiting uh, to understand salt and light, to take on this mission that is seemingly impossible in a world that's dark, dim, and volatile. But yet, with you and being with you, we can do this mission. We can accept this mission with great confidence. Bless this time. Help there not to be one word that proceeds out of my mouth that is from me. Let it all proceed from the mouth of you and from the very heavens above. We ask all this in Jesus' name and by the power of the Holy Spirit. So, I'm going to talk about salt, right? So, if anyone who has ever seen my grades in chemistry will know that guy got jokes. Because me talking about chemistry, I actually, when I was preparing for this, I actually called it science. And I was like, wait a second, that's not really science. That's like chemistry, right? Or is it biology? I don't know. So, God got jokes, but we're going to talk about salt because we need to understand salt in its earthly form because we're the salt of the earth, right? And then we understand it in its spiritual form so that we can be the salt of the earth. So salt is made up of two elements, 40% behind me here, 40% uh, is pure sodium, 60% of it is Chlorine. We're familiar with chlorine because of our pools. Pure sodium, many of us aren't familiar with. But you can see that there are two elements that are combined. When they're combined, they make a very separate and very different property, a very different function than when they stand alone. Pure salt, standing alone, can get ignited. A gentleman by the name of uh, Humphrey Davies in 1807 discovered this. And I'm sure my kids are sitting back there because they tell me I'm getting older all the time. They're probably like, yeah, Dad, you were probably standing next to him. <laughs> it's not true, by the way. It's fiction. But so he discovered that when water contacted pure sodium, it would ignite. But let's not leave it up to me to say, or his old data to say, let's go to the videotape and see it for ourselves. He's calling on the right person. He called on God. That's pure sodium going into a fish tank of water. Yikes. That's a mess. I'm glad I don't have to clean up his backyard. So pure sodium ignites. It explodes. We saw that, right? This guy, he wants to just upstage me. What's going on? So pure sodium, right, explodes. We're pure sodium. In and of ourselves, we're pure sodium, all right? But when you mix pure sodium with chlorine, it changes the mix. It changes the properties. It changes the characteristics. Chlorine purifies. We put chlorine in our pools because it purifies, right? So chlorine and pure sodium mixed together creates salt. Tracking with me? All right. 
So, I heard an interesting way to illustrate this. You're going to like this. So there was this reporter. He was going around all over the country, and he was visiting different churches, kind of see, you know, how the flow of services went, what their worship was like, what their messages were like. And this is where I put in my disclaimer. I'm not talking down about any churches or anything like that. This is a story I heard. Someone else made it up. So it has nothing to do with me other than me repeating it. So, but he went around to these churches, and he loved the services. He loved the diversity of different services, how people worship God. And, but he, he would go, and he'd see this gold phone on, on the wall in the church. And above it, it said, direct line to God, call $10,000. He'd go from church to church. He was out in, down south. He was in the Midwest. He was in California. He went there, and he always saw this gold phone on the wall, direct line to God, phone call, $10,000 right? So he decided he was tired from his journey. He wanted to go back home. He lived up in this area up in the northeast. And um, he stopped at one last church. He goes in this church. He enjoyed the service, had a great time, actually thinking about attending this church afterwards. And as he's leaving, he had an opportunity to speak to the pastor, and he told him all those things. He said, you know, pastor, church was great. People were welcoming. The message was on point. The worship was banging. He said, but I saw this gold phone that I've seen in every other church. And he said, yeah. Pastor said, yeah. He goes, well, what is that? He said, you know, it says on the sign, it's a direct line to God. He goes, yeah, but your sign above says that the call is 25 cents. All the other churches were $10,000. And Pastor Carlos said to him, this is Christ Fellowship. It's a local call from here. So that's humorous, right? Right, Pastor Carlos? I get your approval on that. I get the thumbs up. Good. Thank you. Thank you. So that's a very humorous way of, of showing this. But, you know, Mark 3.14 actually says that Jesus appointed them or the 12 to be with him so he could send them to preach. And that's what we need to do. We need to change our pure salt to our pure sodium to salt by allowing the chlorine of God to come together with us so the properties change. And we can do that by being with him. Now, the first story was a little humorous, but I know something about being pure salt. So I'm going to share my story. It's not pretty. It's not something that I'm necessarily proud of, but it makes the point that Derek, like you, is pure, is pure salt. So when I was younger, I guess I would say younger, when I was younger, high school, college, I had an anger problem, bad anger problem, like put your hands around somebody's throat anger problem, right? And it was something where no matter what you said to me, you could tell me I just wanted a Powerball and it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't break what was in me, what was trying to get out of me. That pure salt that was begging to get out and be let loose and explode just like we saw in that video. But by being with God, by spending time with him, 
by saying, you know what, my life is not my own. Pure salt is not what I'm going to be. It's how I started, but it's not where I'm going to end. I want the purifying chlorine of the Holy Spirit on a daily basis through prayer, devotion, meeting with others, talking, to change the complexity, to change the compound of who Derek was so that Derek could be pure salt. Now, I know that there's some of you sitting here, and I don't know who you are, so don't, don't get ashamed. Don't, don't slouch down to your seats or anything. But I know some of you suffer from anger issues as well. Some of them stem from being rejected, things people have said about you, uh, unmet expectations. So I just want to take a little time right now out of this message to pray for you that the purifying chlorine of the Holy Spirit will mesh together with your pure salt and in doing so that it will change the properties and the characteristics in your life and you won't have to suffer with that any longer. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the change maker. You're the chain breaker. We thank you that you can do the impossible, that no mission is impossible for you. We thank you that you have ordained and and dictated it all. We pray for those who struggle as I did with, with anger and with rage and hurts of the past that drive these things and force it to have to be let out almost like the Incredible Hulk. It just needs to be released. We ask now that by the washing of the Holy Spirit, by that meshing together, that mixing together, that you would come into their lives, that you would touch them now, that your peace would rush over them in a fresh, new, and mighty way. In Jesus' name, amen. So we, wanna, we already know, we agree, we know what salt is, what salt means to us as Christians, what we're supposed to do with it. So I used to be a corporate trainer, and in my corporate training I always felt that it was extremely important to tell someone something, but to show them something so you could model it. And um, so what I just did there was I sprinkled salt on someone in here who has an anger problem. I told them my story, my irrefutable story that they can't tell me isn't true, that they can't tell me God didn't change my life. I sprinkled salt into their life. And then by praying, by praying, I made sure that they heard the words that God has for them and sprinkled more salt in their life, being the salt of the earth and letting them know that God cares and that he's there with them and there for them. Did you get it? Because there's going to be a test. Ushers, you guys got the... You're laughing, but you know what? The ushers aren't going to pass out the test. I'm not going to pass out the test. The next opportunity you get to pour salt on someone's life, that's the test. That's the test. So there is going to be a test. It's just not necessarily right now, right here. So I want you to look at the person next to you, and I want you to tell them that you are The salt of the earth. You were the salt of the earth when you came. And you will have more flavor. 
when you leave. Amen. Amen. So we've modeled salt. We've talked about its complexities, how it can be used, what our role is. And if I bring it back to the beginning, it said that this mission is definitely impossible without God. Because my salt has to have that component of the Holy Spirit, Father God in it, to purify it, to make it useful, to make it usable. It says that we're the light of the world. Now, the interesting thing about it was that I thought, with the salt of the earth, but with the light of the world. Now, I could see salt and pepper, right, going together. I could see salt, pepper, ketchup on a pork roll, egg, and cheese. I could see that kind of meshing, meshing together. That was Pastor Harold. I mentioned food. Brother, brother woke up. Brother woke up down front. Right? He woke up. But I'm, I'm, I'm saying to myself, I'm like, I'm saying to myself, you know, salt and light. And, as, and I always say that I'm not preparing for a message, that I'm being prepared for a message or a teaching. And I got to tell you, again, God's got jokes. I knew about this a few months ago, and I, Pastor Carlos, I honestly did work on it early, early. I promise you I did. And then the last week, Lord says to me, he says, yeah, I don't think we're going to talk about that. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I don't think we're going to talk about that. So all this week, he was reworking, reshaping, pouring a little bit more chlorine into the mix, you know, teaching me a little bit more about, there's some still pure sodium there, Derek. Let's get rid of that, right? He was teaching me the route that he wanted me to take. And in doing so, one of the things as I was thinking, salt and light, salt and light, how, how does that come together? How do, how do I illustrate that? How, does that? how do I make sense of that? And my wonderful daughter, Alex, I bought her a Christmas present, a Himalayan salt lamp. She's back there embarrassing. She's trying to hide. Uh, uh, I bought her this present, and it's called the Himalayan salt lamp. Voila. And it illustrates salt and light in a combination that we can relate to spiritually. How the two come together to change the atmosphere. The way this works, this is actually um, salt, a block of salt. And in the center of it is a light. And when the two combine and come together, it, it, it emodes these ions, and the ions go into the atmosphere, and they change the atmosphere around the salt lamp. So there's data out there that says it has health benefits and things like that, but it does, to some degree, they're not sure how much, but it does change the atmosphere around. It changes the electric, electrical current. It changes the atmosphere in the air. So this combination of salt and light, this combination of salt and light, because the salt wouldn't do it by itself. It needs the light in the center to create the ions to send into the air 
Come on now. Anybody, anybody hearing what I'm talking about? Come on, you got to help me. And the atmosphere starts to change around you. Atmosphere changes around you. Now, this little lamp here. The verse said that you put it lamp under a basket. I didn't have a basket. And you know, there's no popcorn in here. I'm not snacking. Put it under a basket. It's still a light. Is it functioning as a light? Is it serving its purpose as a light? When it's combined with the salt, do you think that the ions are going up in the air and changing the atmosphere when it's covered up like that? It says you can also put it on a stand so they can cast light throughout the whole house. Right? So... Light is about the positioning. It's about where you position it. It will be light under a basket, but that's not the position it's supposed to be in. That's not the intent of its purpose. It will still be light here on the floor and may serve the purpose of tripping me and making me fall down the stairs, but it won't cast as much light as it would up on the stand. So it's about positioning. Part of positioning is recognizing where the lampstand is so that we can place our light on the lampstand. How many times have we passed that person at work that you know you can look in their eyes and you can see that there's something there that's bothering them. But yet we're too busy. I have my own deadlines. I have my own things to do. How about that person where you see them somewhere and you know that the Lord's saying to you, man, just go over and say something nice to that person, that cashier, someone. And we decide that we're going to put our light under a bowl under a basket. Again, I like to model things. So light is all about positioning. Sometimes we don't know where the lampstand is, but if we're being light, we just shine anyway. If we're being a brighter light, we just shine anyway. So for me, one of the examples is recently I got a phone call and I asked this person if I could share this. I'm not going to share the details or names or anything like that, but I asked them this morning if I could share this, and they said, sure. I got a phone call for someone who ha- usually has an annual event in the town where I live, and their venue that they typically will use was not available. And someone gave him my number. He said, you know, call Derek up. He might be able to help you out with this. He calls me up. And I told him I would look into it, called him back in a few days and told him about a a potential property that may be available for this particular event that we want to keep in our town. It's a great event for charity and everything. 
And it turns out he was looking at the same event or the same location in Google Maps that I brought up. He said, that's unbelievable. I can't believe it. I said, I can. We got off the phone. I told him that actually I knew the owners of the property very well. And I would give them a call and see, you know, if the property was available, we could use it. He got off the phone rather abruptly. I thought, okay, maybe he had some place to go. He was at work. Didn't think much of it. A few minutes later, I get a text from him. He says, I couldn't let another minute go by without telling you this. I've been praying that God would reveal himself to me. And today he did. I'd been praying that God would reveal himself to me. And today he did. Did I know that that was God's way of revealing himself? Absolutely not. But did I know that if I could help him, that I should help him? Yes, I did. And by acting on that opportunity, the light shined in his darkness and he realized that God does hear his voice, that God does care about him, that God cares about an event that may not mean a hill of beans with everything else that's going on in the world, but it means the world to him and it means the world to God. Just found out as an update Got a call back from that friend of mine. He had to call someone else. Finally got in touch with him, and it looks like uh, we have a meeting on Wednesday for him to have that property that he needs so he can have his event. The worries are over. He, he actually was so anxious about this. He has a, a very, it's a huge event. He has an elaborate, very broad team that he works with, including his wife. And he said, Derek, he said, I haven't even told them that we don't have a venue yet. He goes, normally in a situation like this, I would probably ask for their opinion and their input. He said, I haven't even told them yet. So this week he got to tell them, God revealed himself to me and I have a venue. You know, it doesn't have to be things that are enormously large. I was at Dunkin' Donuts the other day, and a young man was scrambling through his pockets looking for money to pay for his coffee. He was in a hurry. You know, he seemed like he had the money. He was just scrambling for it. And so I paid for his coffee. Light on a light stand. Simple, but powerful. Simple, but powerful. So I'll share one more example. My previous car that I had was a lease, and I decided I was going to trade it in. Battery was dying. So, you know, brother tried to say, well, you know what? I might not buy a new battery because of <laughs> trading, in, <laughs> trading in the car, right? And uh, couldn't get over, couldn't get, I, I needed a battery. But Prior to buying the battery, I bought one of those little jump boxes where you can jump, you start your car yourself without having another vehicle attached to it. Purchased my new battery. It was perfect. Everything was fine. It's going back to Walmart. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to plug Walmart, but I was going back there. And to return it, something just said, you know what? Why don't you hold on to it? 
Hold on to it in case someone else needs a jump. In case they're in a dark parking lot and they don't have anybody to call and you can use this box to jump them. Turns out, probably three, four days later, I'm in a parking lot. Man's next to me, scrambling, looking at under his hood. I said, what's going on? He said, uh, he said my battery's dead. He said, I know I, knew, I need a new one, but everything's closed now. I said, well, I have a jump box. I said, you know, I can get you jumped, get you jump started and everything. I said, I have to run home. I live about 10 minutes from here. I'll run home and grab it and come back. And I went and I came back, jumped his car, and I said, well, you said you have to go to work tomorrow, right? He says, uh, yeah. I said, well, you know, your battery's going to die overnight. You're not going to be able to start your car in the morning. He said, yeah, well, I'll have to figure it out in the morning. Maybe someone can help me jump or whatever. I said, well, listen. I said, here, why don't you take this? I said, you can return it to this location. Just tell them it's for me and it's mine, and I'm going to trust that you're going to do that. I'm counting on you that you're going to do that and return it. And he said he would. Next day, I get a phone call. I returned your jump box. I got a new battery. God bless you. That was a brother in Christ. That was a brother in Christ. It's all about positioning. And the only way you can position yourself the right way is by recognizing the opportunities, keeping your eyes wide open. One of the ways we can do that is by asking, what would I want if I was in the darkness? What did I need when I was in the darkness that I didn't get? How can I be light in this situation? That's how you recognize where the lampstand is. That's how you position yourself to be the light of the world. We've gone over a lot of information. We had a fun kind of intro. But the truth be known, that piece that I wrote as the intro, which is the mission, rings too true for us not to walk away from here today and be true salt and be too light, too, true light. You see, we have opportunities to change the world, to change the atmosphere around us. And we have to make sure we seize them. Who's motivated? Anybody excited? You know, the great thing about learning is understanding. The tough thing about learning and understanding is applying. My mom, she used to tell me, she has, I have like, she has all these momisms, I call them, these like little quaint sayings to live by. She's got like millions of them probably. And she always used to say, Experience is the toughest teacher because it gives the test first and then the lesson. Let that soak in. If your friend didn't get it next to you, help him out. Experience is the toughest teacher. It gives the test first and then the lesson. 
your story, my story, is the test, is the lesson, rather, that someone else may not have to take before they get the test. It may be the one thing that's the study guide that gets them through, that helps them to push on, that lets them know God hears them. You know, the Bible says we're to be doers of the word, not only hearers. Rough translation, in my opinion, is be an action figure. Be an action figure. Put what you do, put what you say, put it on the line every single day and put it into action. Be an action figure. The atmosphere is changing. We're changing. And the only way that world around us is going to change is if we do it. If we take this mission that seems to be impossible and embrace it. If we become salt instead of pure sodium and embrace it and sprinkle ourselves all over everyone and anyone we can. Unless we're light, on a stand, positioned well, positioned to cast light, positioned to cast truth, offer a word of encouragement, pray with someone right then and there. Ask them if you could pray with them right then and there. You talk about light? For those people who had anger issues here that I prayed for, we prayed right there. You heard the words that I was asking Almighty God to do for you. You heard them. Position your light. Position your light. So I'm going to ask Pastor Harold to come forward. As I said, the atmosphere is changing. We're no longer who we used to be after this message. It's your opportunity to be action figures. We started out saying, we collectively was our declaration. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. Then we moved it to encouraging one another and saying, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Sprinkling salt, shining light on them. Now, now it's time for us to be action figures. Now it's time for us to be people that do the word and not just listen to the word. It's time for us to accept the mission that's only possible by the power of the Holy Spirit and with God. It's time for us to say, I am the light of the earth, the world. Thank you. I am the salt of the earth. I am. It's on me to be it. And then it will multiply. And collectively, we can once again say we. But without a bunch of eyes, there is no we are the salt of the earth.
So if you're willing, ready, able to be an action figure, to stand up and say, I am the salt of the earth. I am the light of the world. I want you to come forward as we worship. And as the atmosphere changes, I want you to change your position. Just like we talked about with light, change your position. If you want to come forward, you can in this time of worship. And then I'll close in prayer and we'll seal what was done here as we go our way and show that we love God, make disciples, and change the world. Come forward. The atmosphere is not changing. The atmosphere has changed. And if the atmosphere in here has changed, then the atmosphere out there can't help but change. Amen. Just seal this in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you, Almighty God, in holiness, thanking you that we can come into your presence and give you thanksgiving and give you praise. We thank you for all those who've decided that they want to be action figures. We thank you for all the words that were spoken over them through these prayers and all the people who didn't have an opportunity to come forward. We just ask that you would position them to be salt and light. That you'd position them to do the great works that you've placed in them. That they go in boldness, wearing the label of child of God proudly. We ask all this in your son Jesus' name and by the unmatched power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go, be the salt of the earth. Be the light of the world. Change the atmosphere.